Good morning, all listeners, and Happy New Year. This is episode 19. It is January 1st, 2021, a very special episode of New Year's Day action. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, everybody. This is Ball Talk with Boogie and the Bear, and this is episode 19. Boogie, how we doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Baron. We're doing great. Looking forward to having a great show today. Just wanted to make sure everybody out there is being safe and uh, healthy, and we wish a 2021 much better year than 2020. I love it. This is a New Year's Day special, everybody. Episode 19, January 1st, 2021. We're going to shoot on a few tidbits here, as well as uh, talk about uh, how we went 2-0 in the NFL last week. Yes, sir! We'll 2-0, di- baby! We'll dive into the NFL on Sunday. We're not going to talk any NFL today except for our 2-0 streak of best bets. we got eight bowl games over the next two days, college football playoff. Later on today, And uh, Cincinnati and Georgia just started in the Peach Bowl. But first, let's go over some news and notes. Uh, end of year news and notes, Bugs. What, what we got? Yeah, end of year news and notes. We got here the Washington football team. Uh, if anybody has been out there watching the news out there, we have uh, this Washington football team just trying to battle for a playoff in this National Football League, NFC least. Uh, yes. After last week, they released quarterback Dwayne Haskins after poor play and a second violation for not wearing a mask in public environment uh, i believe he was at a strip club no less and uh fined forty thousand dollars last week by the nfl a second time uh just not a good thing for him he apologized but uh neither here nor there washington released him and uh that is something that uh, is ongoing since they are fighting for a playoff spot this weekend. They just drafted him in the first round very recently, and now they're sitting at 6-9, and nine, traveling to Philly on Sunday Night Football to play. They win, they get into the playoffs. They win, they in. They win, they in at 7-9. and nine. They would win the NFC Least. Every team in the NFC Least is still alive, with the exception of the Eagles. Eagles have a chance to play spoiler. Spoiler! Because if they beat Washington... Then the Cowboys and Giants winner on Sunday will get into the postseason at either seven and nine or six and ten. Six and ten. That is just ridiculous as an NFC or AFC for that matter division winner. But we'll find out and we'll see how it plays out. Yes. Other news in baseball news actually. After announcing that uh, we had a big Pittsburgh Pirate trade with Josh Bell last week. We now have the Padres getting Blake Snell from the Tampa Bay Rays for four prospects. Padres are looking real strong. Uh, Yep, they're going to miss Mike Clevenger, which they picked up right before the postseason this past uh, fall uh, because of a uh, injury, but he'll be back next year. Mm -hmm. But Blake Snell, another great pitcher, on the Padres. I'll give you another one, too. You Darvish. You Darvish is another pickup. That's right. So it looks like the Padres are loading up, going all in, and the Cubs look like they are rebuilding this year. That's what it's looking like. Looks like it. I mean, you've got Fernando Tatis. You've got Will Myers. You've got Manny Machado on that team. Now they're strengthening Man. their pitchers. 
They are going all in against the Dodgers to see what they can do for next postseason. Try to see if they can catch that uh, the West this year with all those trades they're making. Absolutely. Looking looking forward to seeing how that plays out, especially what happened with Blake Snell in the playoffs in the World Series. Yes, very true. What else you got, Books? Kentucky freshman in college basketball, Cameron, Cameron Fletcher, Cameron. is now back on the team. Uh, so Coach Cal brings the freshman back after having a uh, episode of an emotional distress, and so now this team has got their uh, freshman back. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens in uh, this Kentucky team that has just lost another game, uh, and they are now what one in six, one in seven, something like that. One in six, yeah. We're starting about a hundred years <laughs> uh, eight, before Adolf Rupp. Crazy. You know, and while we're on the topic of college basketball, Arizona just recently, um, they self-imposed a one-year postseason ban on the men's basketball team because of uh, NCAA va- uh, violations, um, allegations that Sean Miller was uh, paying players. And I know those that's your team. You've winning a lot of money on those guys. Yeah, Arizona's been real strong so far this, this season. Uh, they have been uh, a favorites better. Uh, definitely winning and covering on majority of their games so far this season. Uh, but a lot of uh, recruitment violations, pay for play. Uh, over the last few years, he's finally gotten caught. Sean Miller yeah. self-imposes one-year postseason ban. And, and that's something to look forward to seeing and how this plays out because obviously if the team's not going to be playing in the postseason, this is something that uh, – to win a Pac-12 division title, even though they can't go to the tournament, yeah, it'll be uh, seen as how Arizona can play for the rest of the season. Because yeah. you know these players are all about uh, seeing what they can do in their draft status for the NBA. Exactly. The postseason ban actually includes the Pac-12 tournament. So Arizona's season is going to end against Arizona State on March the 6th, and that's it. They're not going to play in the Pac-12 or the NCAAs this year. Very... Uh, very interesting news. Arizona got a strong team this year, and that's really disappointing that they're not going to be playing in the NCAA tournament. Very disappointing, but uh, it had to happen. Otherwise, there would have been more violations and sanctions coming their way. Lots of fines and uh, probation for sure. Yes. Uh, you know, the, I still can't believe that they're only going to get away with that from the NCAA. But uh, self-imposed one-year ban. We'll see what happens uh NCAA does anything else for them. Yeah, we shall see. What else, What other tidbits you got over there, Bush? You know, honestly, this is something that's kind of crazy. We got Duke, North Carolina, and Richmond all dropped out of the AP Top 25 this week. Crazy to think that, but at 3-2, and two, Duke hasn't played uh, till they were play, supposed to play this Tuesday, and that game was canceled due to COVID against Pittsburgh, and now they'll uh, hopefully be able to watch, uh, watch some of them play tomorrow against Florida State. Uh, but that game, again, was canceled due to COVID. Oh, we got somebody else calling us for their picks, huh? Oh, man. Our phone's blowing off the hook today on New Year's Day. Absolutely. They called a bunch of times here <laughs> trying to get our best bets. They heard we won. It, keep, it keeps ringing. Uh, um, but, yeah, that's very interesting on the Duke side of things. North Carolina, two out of the, out of the top 25. I don't remember Duke and North Carolina together out of the AP top 25. I, I cannot remember that at all. No. Uh, also, due to COVID, Villanova head coach Jay Wright has tested positive for COVID. And speaking of Duke and COVID, he did. Duke's women's basketball team has canceled their entire season due to COVID. Jeez. After losing by 24 to Louisville on December 9th, 
The team dealt with COVID issues and it hasn't gotten any better. They end their season at 3-1. The only other team so far that has canceled its season is the Chicago State men's basketball team, which battled COVID issues as well, not even winning one game as they've concluded their 2021 season at 0-9. Crazy. Wow. That's very, very interesting news there. COVID is just affecting everything. It's 2021 now. Hopefully it goes away soon. I know vaccines are out there and stuff, so hopefully we can get back to somewhat normal life here in the near future here this year. Absolutely. Speaking of normal life, let me ask you a question, Baron. What up? Is it normal when these college football players now are uh, no longer wanting to play in these bowl games? Yes and no. I mean, I I completely understand. I heard uh, Dan Mullen speak about Florida, how they you know they had a bunch of uh, they, all four, their top four receivers and NFL star that's going to be drafted this year. Kyle Pitts, the tight end, the best tight end in the country. They all opted out of the bowl game. Um, I, I can understand it. I mean, you look at uh, somebody like a De'Aaron King. De'Aaron King from Miami actually tours ACL in a meaningless bowl game and he's coming back for a, 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 a his last season next year but you know it, I can understand I, I think you know if you've got that opportunity to, to make some money and uh, you're, you're a definite NFL draft pick then you know why would you want to play in a bowl game that doesn't mean anything that's where I think uh, a lot of discussions are going on about expanding the college football playoff because these these kids they want to play for a national championship they they don't want to play in the chick-fil-a peach bowl that we're watching right now because it doesn't mean anything no you're right it doesn't mean anything but uh it also can enhance some of these players draft status if they did shine in one of these bowl games that's very true a lot of people were watching that absolutely i believe dan mullen of florida had called this game uh a scout team that played for him in the Cotton Bowl loss versus Oklahoma. Um, You know, this is not the Kyle Trask quarterback that we saw play against Alabama just a week ago and lighten up the scoreboard, you know. But when you have wide receiver stars uh, like all of these players that Florida has and you have Kadarius Toney, Trevon Grimes out, Kyle Pitts, their star tight end, out just because they don't want to get hurt or take that chance, it's tough. You know, you got defensive players, uh, you know, Marco Wilson, who was the shoe guy that we dealt with a few weeks ago, Sean Davis, Ventrell Miller, defensive tackle Kyrie Campbell, all these guys out of this game. Yeah, they were all out. I mean, they they um, they, they, they were missing about 25 guys. And even Dan Mullen said the last game of, the, of 2020 was the SEC title game. I mean, Tony, Grimes, Copeland, Kyle Pitts, I mean, defensive players – I mean, the, Oklahoma just dominated Florida, but it was a good opportunity, I think, for them young players to, to actually get some experience. Too. Absolutely. You know, it'll be something that they can jumpstart for the spring ball and then hopefully next season as well. Yeah. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing what happens in the next few bowl games, see how many other players opt out. But uh, looking forward to a great uh, today games as well as the uh, title game next week or in a week and a half. Yeah, and, January 11th. Uh, January 11th, 10 more days. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we're going to see what happens with that. One other thing I wanted to touch on uh, was a, uh, a terrible fight that happened. The brawl yesterday. What happened with this game? 
Mississippi State, State yeah. right? Mississippi State, Tulsa. Mm -hmm. We got a brawl at the end of the game that just basically overshadowed the game at the end of the game. We see Mississippi State, Tulsa just going crazy against each other. And uh, we, you know, this is something that just, it should not have happened. Uh, it did happen. There should be some sanctions going on with these players. Some of them probably never play football again. Some of them maybe uh, not returning to the to the team next year, and then others maybe going on to the NFL. It really, really overshadowed a great Armed Forces Bowl. Mississippi State beats Tulsa twenty-eight to twenty-six. Um, great effort by both teams, and and it just all hell broke loose at the end there. I don't know what that was all about or what the you know, the ins and outs of it were, but I mean, there's, I've seen the video multiple times. These guys are just all over each other fighting. There was a guy that kicked, the guy from Mississippi State, number four, kicked the Tulsa guy in the head and ran away. Ran I mean, that's away. just, Very what is chippy. going on? Very chippy all game, and it just exploded at the end. Um, you know, you had Mississippi State, uh, if you watch on social media, you saw Mississippi State players actually video themselves on Twitter, yeah. uh, proud of what they were doing, which is disgusting, I believe, and uh, this is something that just needs to stay away from any college sports or any sports involved, period. Yeah, that's there's no need. Like you said, Boogs, there's probably going to be some heavy sanctions on both teams. Mike Leach, after um, the whole riot happened... Uh, one word, and I quote, dumb. Dumb. Very dumb. Absolutely. Is there anything else you want to touch on, Boogs, before we dive into these uh, these bowl games? No, actually, I'm just uh, wanting to look forward to a great, great weekend of watching all of these exciting games and yeah. looking forward to going right into the bowl games. Before we before we dive into the bowl games, um, we're going to talk NFL on Sunday for episode 20. Um, so I don't want to dive into NFL too, too much, but I do want to touch on that we did on our first ever virtual pod that we did on episode, uh, episode 18. That was exciting. Last week, yeah, first ever virtual pod. We did go 2-0 in best bets. Um, if you remember correctly, you gave out the Green Bay Packers minus three. They won 40-14, to 14, so heck of a job on your part. Absolutely. When it was cold in Green Bay, just follow Boogie because he's hot. Yeah, that, that's it right there, baby. Hell yeah. Um, Green Bay, 40-14, to 14, laying three, easy winner there. Uh, mine was a little bit more stressful. Over 53 I gave out in the Packers-Titans. They scored 54. Backdoor cover. Boogie wins by a landslide. I, got a, I get a touchdown in the fourth quarter to uh, push the game over, so... We both did really well on those best bets, and hopefully some of you guys listened and did the Green Bay and the over two-teamer and won some of that Christmas money back. Like I believe we uh, we also touched on that, too, about the two-teamer we were going to be putting in. Yeah, so it was a very, very good Sunday overall. Um, you know, hit a teaser, did some did some things, so it was nice. Um, as we dive into the bowl games, there's actually a bowl game going on right now. The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl was the first uh, game on the docket. Love Cincinnati. Yeah, love Cincinnati today, getting all those points. They're actually up 7 nothing with about five minutes ago. They just scored a touchdown. Um, Desmond Ritter to Alec Pierce. So 7 nothing Cincy right now live um, taking on Georgia. Love Cincy getting, I think they were getting like 9.5 or 10 points in this game. Yeah, and actually I, this is a game that, uh, it's an interesting game against a, a team, an SEC team strong as Georgia has been in years past. Uh, they actually come in at 7-2. and two. Yeah. They wind up uh, in this game against Cincinnati, maybe the leftovers of what Cincinnati should have uh, possibly been in in, 
in the playoff scenarios that we talked about. Yeah. And the way this has been folding out, honestly, I really think that Cincinnati got the short end of the stick. Uh, so they'll just have to play out and beat another SEC team and not be in the playoff. Yeah, I think that this is a more meaningful game for Cincinnati overall because Georgia 7-2. and two. Georgia's always wanting to get into the playoff. Cincinnati goes undefeated, slap in the face. They don't get into the playoff. And uh, now they're playing Georgia really, really tough, way more meaningful for them. Side note here, San Jose State came in undefeated and lost to Ball State yesterday. And Coastal Carolina came in undefeated and lost to Liberty. So Cincinnati is going to be trying to be the first team to, to run the table here. Very interesting to see there. Um, see if the Bearcats can take down the Dogs in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Um, our next game actually, Boogs, is, uh, is kicking off here soon. It's Auburn and Northwestern. Auburn's coming in 6-4. and four. Um, It's the Citrus Bowl down there in Orlando, Florida. Northwestern is coming in 6-2. and two. Northwestern's laying four. It's 45 um, no real feels on this game. From what from what I've been researching, though, it could be a dogfight. Yeah, it could be a dogfight. Uh, Auburn, obviously, is a little bit down this year. However, Northwestern has shown all year long that they have been uh, one of the top teams, uh, not just in their conference, but in the country. Gave uh, Ohio State a run for their money. Um, and actually, yeah. laying the four points, I believe, is what we're looking at locally, is, yeah. is where I'm at uh, with Northwestern. Uh, I would actually lean towards Northwestern laying the four. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the Citrus Bowl, that should be a fun game. It's on ABC, uh, a Big Ten and SEC matchup there. Um, so, very interesting. Now, we move into the bigger fish that we have to fry today, and that's the college football playoff. Woo! Let's go with that one. We've been waiting for this for a long time. We already gave you guys the Alabama-Clemson two-team money line parlay for Alabama and Clemson to play in the national title. But now we're going to dig into the actual line and the total on these games. Um, this is going to be a doubleheader on ESPN. Um, the first game is going to be 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Number four, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, they, they slide into that four spot. Sliding in. They, they slid right in at 10-1. and one. Their one lonely loss was against Clemson in the ACC Championship game. With Trevor Lawrence. With Trevor Lawrence. Very true, very true. Um, they, they go, they take on Alabama here. This is going to be the college football semifinal. Uh, the Rose Bowl game, first Rose Bowl game in nearly 100 years, not played in Los Angeles. They're playing down in Jerry World in Arlington, Texas at AT&T Stadium. Due to COVID. Due to COVID, correct. Um, big Rose Bowl game here at 1 o'clock. Uh, Notre Dame, Alabama, the 1-4 matchup. Alabama's laying 19.5 and, and the total is 66. These guys are absolutely loaded. Um, we touched on Alabama definitely defeating Notre Dame in this game. Can Notre Dame put up? Can Notre Dame put up a fight in this game, Boogs at all? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Alabama too strong, too good, too great. They will not take Notre Dame lightly. Notre Dame will be shut down again. I believe they're zero and four in in college uh, football playoff games. Yep. They will not win this game. They will not even come close. Alabama will smoke them. They will win by 20-plus. Alabama in a route. Boogie gives the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. I like the over in this game, 66 points, because I think Notre Dame, their offense is decent. Um, I think Clemson's defense is better than Alabama's defense in a way. So I think 
I think Clemson can put up, you know, 17 to 20 points, and I, I like Alabama to get about 50. How many times have they scored 50 this year? I mean, that's that's all they do. They know, they know that number very well. Yeah. And that's what I see. Uh, I'm looking at anywhere between 45 to 50-plus in, in total points for Alabama. Alabama averages 49 points a game, everybody. 52, 52, 55, 42, 63, 41, 48, 41, 63, 52, 38. They have scored 35 points or more in 30 straight games. Alabama is rolling. Roll Tide. Alabama per boogie, the over per me, because I think Alabama wins this game about 50 to 20. All they know to do is just score, score, score. Roll Tide, y'all. Let's go. So... We already know Alabama is going to get into this national championship game. Now we've got a absolute banger of a semifinal. Wow, we on the same path. That's exactly what I was thinking. A banger. Yes, Ohio State. A lot of people question them. Boogs coming in six and zero, only playing six games. Defeated Northwestern in a comeback effort in the Big Ten championship game to get this spot. Clemson 10-1, only loss of the season, was on the road at Notre Dame without Trevor Lawrence. Um, You look at, and it's so funny, as I look at these two teams as we're predicting this Alabama-Clemson matchup. Back to Alabama for a minute. Mac Jones, 3,800 yards, 32 touchdowns. Najee Harris, 1,262, 24 touchdowns. Devontae Smith, 1,500 yards, 17 touchdowns. You look at a Clemson team that's got a very similar threesome, Lawrence, Etienne, and Amari Rodgers, all putting up also very good numbers against the Ohio State team. A lot of people are saying they're, they haven't proved themselves only playing six games. I think their best win was the Northwestern Big Ten title game, mm-hmm. as well as yep. Indiana by a touchdown. Clemson, not the strongest schedule either. I think Dabo, though, is the difference maker. I think Dabo and their... Um, Brent Venables, the defensive coordinator. I think they find a way here in this game. Dabo Sweeney, actually, that is actually what we're talking about right now is head coaches and head coaches make make games, they break games, and they are very, very experienced in these type of games. Ohio State was exposed, I believe, over the last couple of weeks, the way that they... uh, you know, Northwestern got a great defense. You know, Northwestern, I think, actually had a great defense. Ohio State, you know, again, they, they might have played with them a little bit. Maybe they, they uh, thought that they could just blow them out. They didn't. Mm-hmm. However, Ohio State, Clemson. Clemson is a different animal than Northwestern. Yeah. Ohio State is going to have a tough time against this Clemson team. Clemson showed their true colors when they destroyed uh, Notre Dame. We are looking at another... I think honestly, I I can't go. I cannot do this other than saying Clemson is not going to lose this game. Yeah. Other than maybe maybe three weeks of uh, preparation, mm-hmm. two weeks of preparation, we got Clemson laying a seven and a half to nine points. I love it. I'm looking at Clemson lay those points. Give me them. We're looking at easy double digit winner here. Yeah, I agree. You got Trey Sermons on Ohio State. Yeah, that big game against Northwestern. Had a huge game. Had a huge game, but I think they shut him down. I think they shut the whole running back uh, system down at Ohio State. Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, big-time winner right now. Looking forward to seeing Alabama-Clemson. Yeah, uh, Clemson actually has been rolling since the return of Trevor Lawrence. Uh, 52-17 win over Pitt. 
45-10 win at Virginia Tech and a 34-10 win in the ACC championship game on December 19th against Notre Dame. They have been absolutely rolling since Trevor Lawrence has returned. I like Clemson. It's sitting at seven in most books in town right now. I like Clemson laying that seven and uh, taking care of business, setting up an absolute Clemson-Alabama uh, national championship game, one for the ages, much-watched TV here in about 10 days. Absolutely. Looking forward to seeing it. It's two big boys playing against two great men. We're looking forward to having a great championship game. I agree. We called it out. I mean, we called it out weeks ago, and it's sitting in play right now. That'd be a good exacta to bet. Um, Bugs, before we give out best bets, there are a few uh, bowl games that are happening actually tomorrow on January 2nd. Since we're off tomorrow and we're going to be doing episode 20 on Sunday morning for our NFL special, we want to touch base on these uh, the bowl games tomorrow too. Sure. Um, Saturday the 2nd, NC State, 8-3 and three coming in and out of the ACC, 23rd ranked in the country. Behind Bailey Hawkman, uh, quarterback with 12 touchdowns coming in. They're playing Kentucky, who's 4-6, and six. and what's really funny about this year with COVID and stuff is they're pretty much letting um, every team get into the bowl game. Every like SEC team's in the bowl games, and they, they got losing records. We saw Mississippi State, um, who actually had a losing record, uh, defeat Tulsa yesterday. Kentucky's playing NC State. Um, it's a low total, 48.5. Kentucky's actually a small favorite at 4-6. and six. Um, that's a weird line right there. That's a weird line. It like honestly, I mean, we don't really touch much on these two teams, but I mean, that line right there makes me kind of like Kentucky. Yeah, it sounds like a kind of fishy line right there. I would also lean towards Kentucky as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it's just amazing how even Kentucky actually had a, a pretty decent uh, beginning of the season, and then they just fell apart. Yes. Once they got destroyed by Alabama, I think just things just kind of went downhill after that. Yeah, I mean they um they lost to Alabama sixty three to three, and then they lost to Florida thirty four ten. That's a tough back to back, both on the road. Um, they did beat South Carolina in the, in the season, so they come in with a little bit of momentum here. Um, they they've battled in a tough SEC. I I mean obviously I think the SEC is the best conference in the country. So I I mean it, it's weird that it's that they're you know. Four and six in their favor over an eight and three team. I, I like. I'm with you. I'd, I'd leave Kentucky. That's in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl down in Jacksonville. That's tomorrow morning at nine o'clock, folks. If anybody wants to watch that one on ESPN. And the funny thing is, is that for most betters, as soon as you see this NC State record, you look at the Kentucky record, you're gonna say, why wouldn't you take NC State? Yeah, getting the points. Getting the points. However, again, you don't know who's out. You don't know who's not playing due to COVID, who's not playing due to their NFL status. And, and that's why this type of game I would definitely stay off of. Yeah, and probably staying off the next one too. Um, Ole Miss and Indiana, you know, uh, it's going to be – it's the Outback Bowl down, also down in Florida and Tampa. Indiana's laying nine. Obviously, Michael Penix is out for the season. They're starting quarterback. Ole Miss coming in at four and five, another below 500 SEC team. This game got shootout written all over it, it looks like. Yeah, it looks like it. Both teams like to score. Looking forward to seeing a little bit of a shootout here. Again, another game that I will not touch. But, uh, you know, if Penix is in the game, I'm thinking Indiana. Indiana's right now is laying about seven or so. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, again, it's, it's not something that I'm going to touch. Me neither. Um, as we group together these last two uh, New Year's Six games, so... Uh, tomorrow, 1 o'clock ESPN, number 25, Oregon, the Pac-12 champs playing Iowa State, the Big Ten runner-ups. 
losing to Oklahoma last week in the Big Ten championship game. Yeah. Oregon four and two, Iowa State eight and three. Iowa State's laying four and a half, totals fifty-eight. Second half of that doubleheader for the New Year's Six on Saturday, January the 2nd, down in Miami Gardens, Florida at the Capital One Orange Bowl. Texas A&M 8-1, taking on North Carolina 8-3. A&M is a 7.5-point favorite after being disappointed and not uh, getting into that playoff. I'm going to just wrap this up right here, Boogs, with my two two picks on this. I'm really digging digging both of these underdogs here. Um, I like Oregon getting those points. I like North Carolina getting those points behind a Mac Brown, who's a very experienced coach, and A&M, who's probably disappointed because they didn't get into the playoff playing in a meaningless Orange Bowl. Granted, it's a New Year's Six game. What do you think about these two games? Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Oregon actually comes in as a, as a great game in the, in the Pac-12, a great team with Pac-12 all written all over it. Um, Iowa State, you know, they had their, their little uh, college playoff game when they played in the uh, in their conference championship game. Brock Purdy had a, actually a, not a bad game, but he uh, had a few interceptions that led them to the loss against Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I'm leaning towards Oregon, take the points in that game. Okay. I could see where Texas A&M could have a lead down here and lean towards North Carolina. North Carolina definitely knows how to score. And uh, I'll be I'll be right there with you. I'll take North Carolina. It's gonna be a dog Saturday, Boogs. Um, that's a wrap, guys, for episode 19. Uh, one last thing to do, as always, is best bets. We are rolling. It's New Year's Day, Boogie. We got some big games today. Who's Boogie's blockbuster best bet? Boogie's blockbuster best bet. Give me Clemson. Lay the seven and a half to destroy Ohio State. Yes. That is my game of the week. Clemson, and I want to correct you, Clemson is minus seven, so you don't have to lay that half. It is seven right now. Got bet down. Better's on Ohio State. Clemson's going to roll. Boogie's best bet, Clemson minus seven. I agree with you 100%. I love that. I love that a lot. I want to kind of give that as my best bet, too. But we like to give two picks out here on Boogie and the Barons. So my best bet is the Alabama and Notre Dame game to go over the 66. Alabama's going to beat them about 51 to 20. They're going to score about 80 points. Lock it in. Clemson laying seven. Alabama, Notre Dame over 66. It's New Year's Day. We're fired up. We're going to go win some money and start the year off right. Let's go. Let's get it. The phones are ringing phones off, the are hook. off the hook. We got absolute baby. locks right now. The phones are ringing off the hook. We got to take these calls. That's it. Episode 19. Baron out. Boogie out.